This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Let's roll. It's a big time Monday after week 12. It concludes tonight. It's Carlin versus Joe together as it should be in person. Joseph, what up? You look good. I thought you were going to be the three-piece suit as well today. I thought we were all doing three-piece suits today. No. I got all dressed up for this radio appearance. Absolutely not. I don't think I have worn a three-piece suit in my life. In fact, maybe a vest once as part of a tuxedo for my brother's wedding, and that was a poor choice. Rented? Rented. Of course. Absolutely. It's better than the cummerbund, which used to fold over my gut. Yeah. But then, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. I think they outlawed cummerbunds. What's up, dude? Cummerbund's uh, fighting a losing battle there oh against you. Oh, my God. The beauty of the vest, though, is I'm always sloppy with the shirt tuck in. Mm-hmm. The vest will cover all that up for you. Well, so you, you can be loose in the shirt. You can be loose, man. You got to stay loose. I love the way you think. And we have got so yeah. much to get going to uh, right here on ESPN Radio. Glad you're with us. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888 3776 is your way of being part of Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. It is not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve ESPN Nation brought to you by Dr. Pepper. In case you have not heard this morning, the Carolina Panthers have already fired Frank Reich 11 games into his first season. And how about this stat? Frank Reich becomes the first head coach to be fired in season in back-to-back years ever oh, in NFL history. That's you just went you just went down in bar trivia history. Oh my because lord. Because that's going to be a very popular bar trivia question for the next forever. Yeah. And they are 1 in 10 and listen, we can talk about Frank Reich and whether or not he's a good head coach. We can talk about all the decisions that have been made. The first thing that uh, it comes away for me from this is this is absolute franchise malpractice with when you look at the way that David Tepper has handled this organization since he took over. How many different head coaches now? This is going to be six. Chris Tabor taking over will be the sixth head coach since David Tepper assumed control in May of 2018. How is that possible? We are five years into it, and you're going to have a seventh new coach coming up. Uh, To me, it's a few different things here. He's obviously incredibly impatient, and that's a horrible way to run an organization. He went and made a bad decision this past year to hire Frank Reich because, to me, you never hire the coach that just got fired, that didn't have a little time away, to reflect on what went wrong because what you are doing is you are telling that head coach immediately, you did nothing wrong last time around. Great point. Get in here, do your job, do the same thing, and here we are at 1-10 and, and Frank Reich's out. Wasn't that John Fox? Didn't John Fox always get fired and immediately take yeah. another job? Because yeah. he was one of the rare Eric guys Mangini. to have three. Mangini. Mangini as well. Same thing. Okay, yep. that's very interesting. I had never thought of that before. I think that's an excellent point because you're right. If you're getting hired immediately, it's like, look, Somebody else is is interested in the goods. Yeah. Couldn't have been me. Yep. Couldn't have been. At least it wasn't all me. I mean, to your point on Tepper, let's ask ourselves this. Very fundamental question. When was the last time in any industry anywhere where instability was a good thing? If you're trying to topple a regime, a government, for example, instability is a very good thing. We're not really trying to topple a government here. We're trying to win some football games. So instability in the form of soon to be seven head coaches since 2018 – Uh, How many different quarterbacks? How much impetuous decision-making? Tepper's a hedge fund guy. That's where he made all of his money. They can make money very quickly, but they also expect big-time results, and they expect them in a hurry. And 
there's not going to be a lot of examples out there in professional sports where this type of churn and burn mentality is going to lead to success. Definitely not sustained success. Look at the top of the AFC and the NFC right now. In the NFC, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Howie Roseman's been in power a long time in Philly. Nick Sirianni's been there a few years. But we can also see Roseman's relationship tenuous at times with Andy Reid, but that was a long-term relationship. They had time to work through things. San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch came in together. They've been working together for, what, seven years now on the job? Six years? That's stability. You look at the Baltimore Ravens, DaCosta and John Harbaugh, stability. Brett Veach and Andy Reid in Kansas City, stability. That's one of the things you're going to need if you are going to compete at a higher level on a consistent basis. Carolina has no stability. They might be the most instable, unstable. Which one is it? Unstable? Sure. Unstable. Yeah, it's unstable. It's unstable. not instable. All right, we're getting there. It's early unstable's in the show. a horse. Yeah. Instable. Yeah, you'd be in the state. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Unstable. One of the most unstable franchises in the business, and this is how you probably go about ruining a quarterback, much like the Bears have done with Justin Fields to this point. I can't get past what's going on here. And now, what's coming up here that is leaking out? First things that's outright the door is Adam Schefter tweeting, what the Panthers are trying to do is fix things for Bryce Young, and here's how. Like, oh, that's it's, nice. It's coming from the Panthers, obviously. It's coming from David Tepper, obviously, along those lines. And it's just one of those things that they want out there. Secondly, it's uh, you see from other reporters, well, you know, the last offseason, the Panthers targeted Ben Johnson in Detroit, mm. but he opted to stay, so they are going hard after him this year. So really, it's because we didn't get Ben Johnson that we hired Frank Reich. Well, maybe Ben Johnson knew that you were a freaking train wreck, and he wasn't going to go anywhere near your organization. He would rather stay the offensive coordinator in Detroit than be a head coach with the number one pick somewhere else. How much does his value go up having shown the moxie to say no? I would rather pass on your career advancement opportunity to stay here where I am in Detroit, which just a few years ago was one of the great laughing stocks of the NFL. It makes Johnson look like a good decision maker more on him down the line because he's going to be a hot candidate. But this is where you're at. Now the process comes down to this. You're going to need to find a head coach who is bought in on Bryce Young. Not someone who's going to lie to you in order to get the job. Someone who is truly bought in on Bryce Young. Because you don't have a draft pick this year. You don't have a first-round pick. You gave it up to go get Bryce Young. You need to divest all of your resources into finding a group of people who can come in and develop the quarterback you paid so highly for, so dearly for. Because I doubt you're going to look at Young and say, you know what, we're moving on. That was a mistake as well. You gave up too much. There's no first-round pick this year. No, there's not. When you look at this owner... Who does he make you think of? Oh, old Jera. <laughs> he reminds me of Jera a little bit. Now, Jera's had success, and Jera's much more affable when he's out on the, the, um, doing his radio hits, talking about glory hole, all that stuff that he likes <laughs> to talk yell- about. He's not walking out of the locker room yelling the F word, as right. was reported yesterday. <laughs> exactly. But this is an example of an owner who is very much involved in his team. I, I The late, great Paul Allen from Microsoft, who owned the Seattle Seahawks. I worked with a guy in San Francisco who used to cover the Seahawks. He told me the great thing about Paul Allen, he did one event a year. It was a nice event where he'd invite all the media in. He'd sit down at the round table with them. He'd do the interview, and he'd say, that's it. That's the only time I'm talking this year. 
Because he wasn't going to get involved. What did Paul Allen know about running a football team? He hired John Schneider and Pete Carroll, and he let them do their job. Hire the football people to do the football work. Organizations around the NFL, the Rooney family in, in Pittsburgh, let Mike Tomlin do his job, right? There's consistency there. Jeffrey Lurie doesn't come down out of the box in Philadelphia and tell Howie what to do. They have some discussions, but ultimately Howie's running the show. An owner without a football background getting involved in all these decisions is just bad business. You own the team, so you can do whatever you like, but it reminds me of Jerry meddling in a lot of these situations where you might be better served with a personnel man, a true personnel man, making the decisions. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and then there's the Bryce Young part of this because this is going to do absolutely nothing to help him and his development now. So you are entering now that classic quarterback situation with a a young guy that's going to run through two and three offensive coordinators in three years. And that is like the, the, the absolute playbook as to how to ruin somebody right away. So for Bryce Young, who has not looked the part at all in this first year, hasn't had much help, but he has not looked at times even competent running that Carolina offense. You are making things worse into something that you already heavily invested in. And it also makes me wonder, like, who made that decision? Because you're going to hear, make no mistake, you are going to hear in the coming weeks, Frank Reich really wanted C.J. Stroud. Oh, that's going to be everywhere. (laughs) That's going to be everywhere. You can smell that from a mile away. I mean, the guy on the TV right behind you right now, he's a perfect example of a really good quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Who, oh, you're on the TV behind me. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> your boy looks good. Yeah, your boy looks good. It does look good. <laughs> um, a really good example of a guy who had bad coaching in his first year, but you bring in Doug Peterson, you get the right guy there, and then they're moving in the right direction. So it can be done. The problem is, even if you get the right coach for Bryce Young— are you going to have the assets available to build up that offense? Because they got nothing right now. DJ Moore's gone. Christian McCaffrey's gone. They don't have a great receiving unit. They have a terrible offensive line. They don't run the ball particularly well. And they don't have a first-round draft pick this year. So it's going to take some time to build that up around him. And that is assuming you get the coach right moving forward, which is going to be a big, big challenge considering how many jobs are likely to be open and how many other jobs might be more appealing than the one in Carolina. I'm just trying to figure out the guy or the team, as you were talking about earlier with with Lynch and Shanahan, who he can come in and just pay a boatload of cash to to ride out this storm and fix that organization. Because right now, that's a five-year project minimum. You're talking coach or GM? Both. Like, I mean, honestly, the GM stayed, but how does he stay at this point? He just tried that with Matt Rule. Remember, Matt Rule got a monster contract to leave Baylor and take over in Carolina. That was supposed to be the guy, and that fell apart really, really quickly. I mean, I, you're going to be – listen, he may not care about the money. that You are paying all these guys to not coach for you right now. Um, but moving forward – What do I have to do to fix this? I need to get out of the way, and some guys are just not capable of that. I think you made a great point when it comes to the hedge fund stuff. Like, when you come from these other businesses and you are used to high results immediately— it makes you an incredibly impatient person when it doesn't go your way and you don't believe in process. I am not 
holding Frank Reich completely innocent in all of this because I have never thought that Frank Reich was going to be a good head coach from when he left Philadelphia. And with what happened in Indianapolis, he was okay at the beginning, but then it fell apart on him. And now we are seeing this. So if I'm David Tepper, I need to take a long look in the mirror and figure out what I'm doing with this organization. Culture. Culture. Steve Cohen, another hedge fund guy with the Mets. You can spend all the money you want on the talent. If you don't have the culture, it won't matter. The Rangers had the culture. Okay? The Tampa Bay Rays have culture. These are teams that rise above. You got to get the culture figured out before anything else. The money won't matter. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are just getting started. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. From the team that keeps losing... To one NFL team that just cannot stop winning. That is next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 8. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And the kick is... It's gone on time! He is amazing! Oh, he boy. is amazing! Jake Elliott! Oh my goodness! Burks on a quarterback draw. He's at the five. He's in! Touchdown! The Eagles win! Hurts does it again! Oh my God! Hurts does it again! Are you kidding me? He's amazing! We have a mentally tough group as well as, as physically tough that just stuck with it and kept fighting and it turned. You know what good teams do? They win games. That's what happens. And that's what happened yesterday in Philadelphia again. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. I can't say this enough. I'm sitting in the Detroit airport watching the fourth quarter of that game. Nice airport. Like that airport a lot. Uh, solid. Yeah, I would say. Plenty of long. Like I got my steps in. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not a bad a, thing. It's a good uh, thing. I came in at gate uh, 61, next connection, gate 5. That's a problem. <laughs> That's Basic a problem. math will tell you right out of the yeah. chute you got a problem there. Even with those long electric walkways, I got <laughs> I, I easily got 10,000 steps in right there. Anyway, watching the fourth quarter, people are living and dying on every play and then watching in overtime. And this is, guys, when are we all just going to get it? This is what the Eagles are. They're a great 
football team. They may not look great all the time. Jalen Hurts may not be at his best all the time, but it is a phrase that I have heard time and again. And really it is excited. Right, and it is cliche. It is exciting. I am excited, but I will say this. Quite simply, it is about being your best when your best is what is required, and that's what the Eagles do. There's so much about them that you can break down as to what makes them as good as they are or as great as they are. The, the thing that's starting to stand out to me is they have a, a greater margin of error than anybody in the NFL. We saw this with the Chiefs a few years ago. I always go back to that playoff run where they went down huge to Houston and then went down huge to Tennessee and came back and won those games. Philly's got this wide margin of error where they can make mistakes. They can look bad. They can stumble. Think about both Washington games. They stumbled in those games. Think about yesterday, early in that game, they looked very sleepy. We called that a sleepy spot game coming off that Monday nighter against Kansas City. The Monday nighter at Kansas City, they didn't look very good early in that game. They can make a lot of mistakes. Hurts can stumble. The defense can get beat deep. Uh, the special teams can stumble. And they'll find a way. They they have the ability to overcome. So many teams, one error, and they are dead. Chicago tonight makes one mistake, they're likely dead. Yeah. Yesterday Cleveland made a couple mistakes against Denver they're dead. The Chargers came out they were dead before the game started but they immediately made mistakes and then they were toast in that game. Philly has a wide margin of error and they are able to overcome so much because of it. It's interesting that you say that because you and I will sit there and we will watch games as fans do and you will know when a team is dead in the water and when they are not. Now they fell behind 14 nothing. Yesterday, Chiefs 14 nothing. Was anybody sweating? No. I even went up and looked up on ESPN bet. Oh look, Chiefs are down 14 nothing. They're still favored by 3. <laughs> In the live betting, was they were still favored by three, and I should have jumped on it. But I was <laughs> mid-flight. Anyway, uh, point, that point aside, you just know. You just know with some teams. And mental toughness is everything. And it is, it's not something that just shows up. And listen to Nick Sirianni talk about it with his team yesterday. Really excited for our guys on offense uh, that just put their head down and just kept going, right? And and that's that's mental toughness, right? I, I already know this team, this Philadelphia Eagles team is physically tough. And you get mentally tough, more tough throughout the year when you go through ups and downs. And and um, man, that was a down that was a down first half. And they just, but we have a mentally tough group as well as, as physically tough group that just stuck with it. Um, and kept fighting, and, and it turned. And a team that just puts mistakes that they make along the way behind them quickly, and that's how you develop that wider margin of error. I mean, think about it. When is the last time that you saw Jason Kelsey have two false starts on one series, and yet all behind him? Jalen Hurts, who makes this, who makes the block to spring him for the touchdown? Jason Kelsey, right out there to the left. This is what they do, and... Uh, the thing about Hurts that just impresses me so much is we've talked this year about how he has not looked as great as he did at times last year, and he's had the knee, and he's had all different reasons why. None of it changes my opinion about them, and they have another game of the year coming up this week. And my opinion about them going into Sunday about uh, against the 49ers, even though that was a tough physical game yesterday, will not change. I would expect them to play a very tight game against San Francisco, and I would expect them to find a way to win. Just case in point, even the kicker, man. 
even the kicker, like Jake Elliott, very under the radar. Like everybody talks about Justin Tucker, and I'm not putting him on the same level. This dude's clutch. He is. I think you can put him on the same level. I think we're yeah. reaching that point. Well, here's the here's the stat: has never missed game tying or go ahead field goal attempt in the final two minutes of regulation or overtime. He's eight for eight in his career. Say that one more time. He has never missed a game tying or go ahead field goal attempt in the final two minutes of regulation. Or in overtime. In his career, he is 8 for 8. A 59-yarder in that sort of element yesterday, I put that kick on the same level that I put Vinatieri in the tuck rule game against the Raiders in in the the snow. snow. In the snow. I mean, as an Eagle fan, I watched him go out for that kick. I'm not saying I expected him to make it, but there are kicks where, like the end of the Houston game, with Amendola, where you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know about this. This is yeah. too long. They didn't get him in the range. You're nervous and you're probably thinking it's more likely he misses than he makes. College football, it doesn't matter the range. It's always more likely they miss yeah. than make. You know what that's like. You saw him going out there. I'm like, I don't know. It's inside 60. He's probably good from this range. You felt pretty confident about it. You figure if he misses it, you're not going to put it on him because the offense could have done more to get him set up. But he ends up drilling the kick. The one thing to highlight about this, they are now, Philadelphia, Seven and one in one score games. Seven and one. We can't sit there and hammer the teams like the Vikings from last year, the Giants from last year, the Steelers from this year, and talk about how that's something that's going to catch up to them and not say it about Philly. Oh, but, but hang on a second. I think we can because those teams are just teams that did it in a one off situation. Philadelphia has consistently done it over the last couple of years. So why don't they earn the benefit of the doubt over the Vikings last year or the Giants uh, last year as well? It's They can have the benefit of the doubt. Not, giving them, not saying they're not having that. What I'm saying is when they get burned, when eventually the final break of the game doesn't go their way, and, and let's be honest, as an Eagle fan and all the Eagle fans out there, put your hands up on this one. The officials have been quite nice to us this season. Fair. Quite nice to us this season. There was a lot of you-know-what on social media yesterday on how that game was officiated. The end of the half, love Reddick. That's a horse collar. Yep. But to not call the horse collar and then call intentional grounding, and then the Bills come away with nothing there. Now, part of that's on the Bills. You got to rise above. You can't miss the kick. But at some point, that's going to shift against them. There's going to be the one play late or the one penalty late that goes to the other team that costs them that game. So do you think that there is, I mean, just to the point, I mean, two weeks in a row, down 17-7 at the half, they've given away free points before the half each time. Yeah. You think there is a point this year where that margin of error will disappear and it will cost them. It, it can absolutely when you're when you're walking you the wire do you think it will I, I don't I will I'll I'll really narrow it down the Niners are absolutely the play this week it was a mistake the book sending it out there at Pickham which is what they started with and then last week on the look ahead line it was Eagles minus one and a half Niner money hit that Pickham line so fast when it came out yesterday it's already up to Niners as a one and a half point favorite Already. Now, keep in mind, this isn't an indictment of Philly. Just look at the situation. Niners have 10 days to get ready for this game off the Turkey Day game. The Eagles are coming off back-to-back grueling affairs. One was a Monday nighter against Kansas City. One's an overtime game against Buffalo. So it should tip in their favor. But I'll also ask you this, just on an aside. Jalen Carter is minus 250 to win Defensive Player of the Year. I I know that's laying at 250 bucks to win 100, but are we... Are we missing the boat on not laying that 250? He blocked the field goal yesterday. Is he not the story defensively? Devin Witherspoon from Seattle has been quite good. It feels like Carter's going to get those votes. I, 
am leaning Defensive in that Rookie dir- of the Year. Thank yes. you, Handman. I am. You're razor in- sharp coming off the holiday weekend. Nicely done. I am absolutely. I think we should lay that. I am absolutely thinking. It, and you have not heard as much about Witherspoon since first. Seven, eight weeks of the year. And he's been very good. Yes. But Carter is constantly being discussed. He makes a play every week that gets his name out there. He blocked the kick. He tried to intercept the the, uh, the time spike. The snap. Yep. Incredible. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The Bills lost to the Eagles. So why did they lose? We need to straighten some people out. And that is coming in just moments. After I tell you about this, from my friends who deliver fresh, farm-fresh Christmas trees. Mm. Now, look, I'm a, I'm a real Christmas tree guy. I always have been. I always will be. Normally, we would have gone out this weekend. I was away for games, so I didn't get a chance to get my tree yet. We will do that this week. One of my favorite activities of the holiday season. You got to get real. You got to keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees because you're not just getting that lovely pine scent in your home, okay? Did you know that buying real Christmas trees helps save the American Christmas tree farming industry? You're saving jobs. That's what you're doing. For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are American farmers' jobs. So you're saving the environment, too. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping our environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Takes a quarterback keeper to the five and into the end zone for the ball game. A 12-yard touchdown run by Jalen Hurts in overtime. And that is that. We're going to refresh, get healthy for this next week, and we got to attack the rest of the season week by week. The general sentiment coming out of the game is, you know, whether it's special teams, opportunities there, opportunities offensively, opportunities defensively. Those are the ones you want back. I know the players want some of that back. I want some of that back. Listen. You can all jump up and down if you want about how good Josh Allen was yesterday. And He's he great. was. He's he was great. he was outstanding throughout the course of the day. Let's not get it twisted about what the situation with the Buffalo Bills is right now, about the situation with Josh Allen. And I have to tell you, like this morning, I'm watching Get Up, and it turns out I was walking uh, from the hotel room into the bathroom for a second, so I heard it wrong, but I heard Dan Orlovsky say this, and it certainly caught my attention. So let's see if I can get to the right mouse here. You got a lot going on over there. You're right. A lot of action. Last week, you're you're talking about the setup here, and the computers, I got 10 screens, and none of them know. It's a radio show. All we need to do is be able to speak, and yet they've given us so much technology. It's paralysis by technological analysis. I, I feel paralyzed. 
they're in jeopardy of not making the playoffs because of the injuries to their defense that have derailed a defense that was going to be a top five unit. Josh Allen wasn't the best player on the football field yesterday. He was the best player in the NFL. Mm. Josh Allen was the reason that Jalen Hurts had to go on that game-tying drive and then go on that drive to go win the game in overtime. Josh Allen is a reason that even at 6-6, six and six, and I believe they play the San Francisco 49ers next week, all of us sit here and I go, eh, they're still alive. Every other 6-6 yeah. six team, That's we're like, real. meh, That's they're real. still alive. Because the, the Josh Allen that we have seen over the last two weeks yeah, – can keep this team in the playoff picture somehow, given everything that's gone on. And dead honest, I honestly believe this. You don't want this dude to get into the playoff. Uh, okay. We're going to start calling him Dial It Back, Danny. Dial It Back? Yeah. Too much? Was the whole thing too much or was that last part? It felt like the last part with the was a bridge too far. The whole thing. Uh, the whole thing the for The whole you. thing. All right. Best player in the NFL yesterday? Okay, that's fine. Good for you. That's That's a nice little... Nice little trinket to put on the old uh, mantle. That'll mean absolutely nothing. Especially okay. when there's bye weeks and four four games that were already played. When you're talking about Josh Allen. <laughs> I love you, Dan. I just yeah. found that to be a funny comment. Yeah, that's I a fair point. <laughs> when you're talking about Josh Allen being the reason that Jalen Hurts had to go back to field, you know, I, I don't mean to be a, a hard blank, on, a hard ass on it, so to speak. Just <laughs> you went it. there. You just went ahead. I just yeah. went ahead. How about this? Score a touchdown, end the game. You know, that's great. You got the field goal, and they had to go back down the field. But the other guy made the play that he needed to make to win the game. And this is not saying that Josh Allen is the reason that they lost. And Dan's right when he says that the injuries on the defensive side have absolutely hurt the Buffalo Bills. Can we stop ignoring all of the mistakes that come with Josh Allen? You know, we all have that buddy where you just, you know, you love him. But there are just times where you just say, he's just being, uh, he's kind of going off the rails a little bit. You're like, ah, that's just Steve. Just too much. That's that's just him. No big deal. Like with Josh Allen, that's the way we look at him with the turnovers. Oh, you got to live with it because you're going to get the great, but you got to live with that. No, I don't. Part of the reason, and let's accept that and understand it's fact, a big part of the reason the Bills are 6-6 six and six is that Josh Allen has not been great all season long. He was great yesterday. Not taking anything away from him. Let's just dial it back, Danny. Okay? He was Seriously. incredible yesterday. Though. Yes, he, yes was he was. incredible in that football game yesterday. He's not playing at 100%. I mean, the Eagles Neither scored. Jalen Hurts. The Eagles scored. 37 points. But that's the thing. Hertz makes mistakes as well and just gets a pass for all of them. Hertz gets way too many passes. He makes extraordinary plays all over. And at the end of the game, yes. He, he does not turn the football over at the rate that Josh Allen does. Okay, not at that rate, but yeah. that's a really high rate. Hertz turns the ball over a lot. A lot. This season, his interceptions, I'll dig that up. But his, his turnovers this year are through the roof compared to last year. The fact that he's the MVP favorite... It doesn't surprise me because they keep winning, but his numbers are nowhere close to last year. And he has turned the ball over way too many times. He has made way too many mistakes, but the team finds a way to win, so we let it go. The Bills aren't finding ways to win these razor-thin games, like the Jets game to open the season, so as a result, the quarterback falls into the crosshairs. But I like Orlovsky's overall point. This guy can win you a Super Bowl. He's good enough. 
Quarterback play is horrible around the NFL right now. Did you watch Falcons Saints at all yesterday? You probably didn't, and I don't blame you. And the main reason you didn't was because of the quarterback play. All right? Baker Mayfield in Tampa isn't taking you anywhere. Any single Jets game ever watched is horrific from a quarterback standpoint. The Steelers can play great D, and they can't move the damn ball. Burrow's out. The Bengals know they're done. Cleveland lost DTR yesterday. They couldn't do anything. Allen is an extra, an exceptional quarterback. Yes, he's flawed. Yes, he makes mistakes. Yesterday's game was fantastic. I see Orlovsky's point. I'd make a case maybe Matthew Stafford yesterday. Orlovsky's boy was was quite quite impressive as well, but it was Arizona. But this guy's good enough. He's good enough. There are teams that would kill. If Josh Allen was released by the Bills today, how many teams would be lining up oh, to sign him? At least 25. At minimum That's 25. A big number. I would think so. It's probably pretty close to that. Well, last time not, we did this little exercise when we went through, you were picking a lot more quarterbacks over No, him. no, 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 no. There's a difference between how many teams would jump on it and what would I do. Ah, uh, yes, okay. That's all. <laughs> now, look, there's the guys who do this for a living, and then there's me. Right. <laughs> I clearly have a much better perspective on the entire thing. <laughs> I'm a global view guy. I can do it from the outside. The other people, they're too involved. They're, you're too in the weeds. You guys are too the close to it. Everyday nitty gritty. You can't see the forest for the trees. You need a guy who's on a plane every Saturday and Sunday, only catches the little fractional stuff and then has to go back and watch it in the in the dark of his own home. Exactly. Those guys, they get it. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Speaking of dialing it back, in the NFL, we know that was the main event of the weekend. The undercard was, uh, was pretty darn good. Ooh. But there's a group of fans that winter is coming. I wouldn't go... Chirping a little too much right now. That's right after Joe tells you about this from our friends at Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions, like whether or not Josh Allen is a franchise quarterback. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I told myself, you either gonna make the play or somebody else is. He said as he throws and it is intercepted. The Wolverines pick it off. It's the Ohio native. <laughs> we need a touchdown there. I think you know, right inside of thirty seconds, and you know, I'm not sure even if he had gotten hit, you know, what would have happened there. We're battle tested. It's a next man up energy, and we know we have our brothers back, and we all need to come together to make big plays. Wolverine Nation, ladies and gentlemen, Ohio State is vanquished. Third consecutive year, Michigan gets it done against Ohio State. Good for you. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Also on your smart speaker, follow us on all of the socials, including Instagram, where I just shot one of the worst videos of all time. It was with horrible. Joe. It was absolutely really bad. Horrible. Uh, follow Joe at Jay Fortenbaugh, me at that guy Carlin. And they have really made it easy to shoot a good video these days. Yeah. Between the filters and the technology, to shoot a bad video... You almost have to go out of your way to accomplish that, and and you did. I absolutely did. Yeah, I'll get to a story from yesterday at Indianapolis, which is just absolutely absurd about that kind of thing, too. But at, at, at any rate, um, 
I look at Michigan winning that game, and Ohio State, I, I will give them some credit. I thought that Michigan would roll a little bit easier, frankly. Um, L. Duncan had a special on ESPN Bet. That was a tremendous special right before the game. Michigan to win over under 36 and a half. So they dropped that down a little bit. Plus 115. Your boy was on board there. Got to hit both legs. Yeah. Hit both legs, no problem. Yes. Well, you needed Michigan was a little tight, but the over was no problem exactly. on that number. Exactly. Okay. And it was just straight up win. It was not covered, the three and a half. I, I, I frankly, I looked, I expected Michigan to win that game. Um, Kyle McCord is not the level of quarterback that Ohio State is accustomed to having. And having Marvin Harrison and Emeka Obuka makes it a lot easier to be Kyle McCord. But, frankly, the better team won that game yesterday. Yeah. I am still not, though, convinced that this is a team that, you know, as Blue Nation is all behind right now, uh, that is a national championship team. So we'll start micro, and then we'll zoom out to macro on the big picture. Micro picture, this game... This conference is about physicality. Yep. Ohio State does not bring that to the table. The Lou Holtz, Ryan Day thing going back to Notre Dame, where Lou Holtz was talking about it a little bit, and then Day went nuts afterwards and talked about how physical they are. You're not. And by the way, Notre Dame's not that good. So that Notre Dame win you had looked good. It's not really that good now. They haven't been very impressive. Michigan is too physical for you. That's always going to be a hard hardball trademark. So unless you have that much more speed, that much more athleticism, you're not going to get past them. That game is about physicality. That's why Michigan continues to win it. Other conferences are different. Oregon, Washington, that's going to be about speed, big plays, home runs. Down south, it's about a just overall pure talent rising to the occasion and manhandling you like Georgia can on both sides of the ball. But this series, this rivalry is about physicality, and Ohio State doesn't bring it to the table. So until they address that, it's not going to get any better. Big picture here. Love where we're at because Michigan now a 23-point favorite over Iowa next week. 23-point favorite, gentlemen, total of 32. Yep. I mean, the total the other day for Iowa was 25 and a half, and they still hit the under. Still under. Yeah. No problem. They go 10-2 on the year. I think the under was 10-2 on the year. Amazing what Iowa football has been this season. But I think we're going to get exactly what we want. Michigan as the villain is going to ride into the college football playoff, and we are going to have an incredible opportunity to bet against them against one of the big boys because they are not going to measure up they are not going to measure up when it matters most and guess who's back the suspension is now over oh oh, jimmy herbo yeah here he is my focus has been with the team you know the entire time this uh it's been a tremendous season right The, the exact position that we hope for that we worked so hard to be in and it's onward now there's uh we've accomplished Many of our goals, but not all of them yet, and uh, some still still are out there. Beating Michigan State, beating Penn State, beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten East. You know, now the next is is winning the conference championship, and that's that's uh, where our focus is. And I would say, you know, to be back, but I never left. I, well, I think what is cute here is that um, listen, Michigan always has a very vocal fan base, and in this case, they have embraced being the villains. Good for you. Villains going down here come the playoffs because they're good. They're very good. They are not going to be good enough to win a championship. How many teams are better? Neutral field right now, top of your head, which are the teams that you would say, yep, yep, daddy's back in that team over the Wolverines? Georgia, I'm sure we'd both agree. Yeah, certainly Georgia. Okay. Uh, I may may back the Pac-12 winner because ultimately I do believe speed kills. 
Um, I feel like that has to be Oregon. Washington yeah. defensively in a game against Michigan, I could see Michigan running that ball, yeah. holding the ball for 38 minutes in that game and causing a problem. It feels like it would have to be Lanning's Ducks in that game because that team does bring a quality defense to the table. Yeah. No, I listen, I think that's fair. Uh, and I also, at this point, just because of pedigree, and I know it'll drive people nuts, I'll still pick Alabama. I just don't think you'll have that opportunity unless they beat Georgia. Yeah. Then I don't see that. Ha- well, no, we, I'm we'll saying like, that. that. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they beat Georgia, uh, I would still take them. How about the way that game ended? Are you uh, kidding me? I understand. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> if you had the over in that game the way it ended. You were dead to rights the entire game. Milrow on the miracle fourth down scores the touchdown, and then the pick six to put it over, and then you have the scenario where the pick six is overruled. Like, like, and they, they wiped it off the board. Nestler at the end of that game was fantastic. By the way, the pick six doesn't count. We'll see you in Atlanta next week. <laughs> if you if you had the total in that game, if that affected you, what did you just say, Nestler? As the credits roll and they fade to black. Oh, man. We'll see you next week in Atlanta. Oh, that is the equivalent of having like a 70 to 1 hit in the Derby, and then all of a sudden, here comes the inquiry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, Under protest. What does that mean for my bet? I, I it means you're going down. I don't mean to attack an entire fan base, but I'm going to. And it's Michigan <laughs> here. Y'all just need to shut up. Uh, listen, you're you're acting like you're the villains, and that's great and all that. At least acknowledge that the school acknowledged that there was a lot wrong going on here. Your head coach has missed half the season. One of it, and none of these situations that are being investigated are over. That's what you all don't get. It's not over. The NCAA thing, not over. The FBI guy from last uh, offseason, not over. And the cheating thing, not over. NCAA. Stop. Stop it. You are cheating. You are in this position Yes, because you're incredibly talented, but also because your head coach is somebody that operates in the shadows and has his little henchmen do his work. If you think you didn't know what was going on, you're out of your mind, and either that or you're just not wanting to acknowledge it. If I gave you one line and I said, pick the sport, the line you just said of the FBI guy from last season, it'd be, yeah, that's college football. That's college football. (laughs) Right, <laughs> He's talking about co- that one line. I know what he's talking about. He's talking about college football. Where else would the FBI guy from last season resonate? Certainly not the NHL. Yeah. But yeah, that it's I love this, though. I love this victimless crime. We're not talking about some of the other things we talk about from time to time. Stealing signs, all this other stuff. The fan base rallying as if they're aggrieved. This is so quintessential college football. This but is a beautiful but, story. But, listen, I'll even say a few names for the heck of it. Some of the folks that are out in the media. First of all, our guy Desmond. Desmond Howard is a little out there with everything that's going on right now. Well, the Michigan guys are, you know, they're they're taking up for their team. Rich Eisen. Rich. (laughs) Dial it back, son. Okay? Dial it back. It just makes it better. It makes it so much better. The playoff is going to be so good with them in it. So good. Like, we talk about some of these other... Like, nobody genuinely wants Florida State to get there anymore because Jordan Travis is down, except for Noel Sands. This is such a good storyline. They're the best. They're going to make Georgia look like a hero. People are going to look at Georgia and be like, I really like this upstart Georgia team. I hope they're able to take out Big Bad Michigan. Exactly. And guess what? They will by about 25. Oh, man, that's a game right there. Some of these permutations that we could have with the way it's shaking down, it's so good. 
So good. Oregon a nine and a half point favorite over Washington. Oh, how is that possible? When we get into it, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.